0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is episode twenty-one of the One Question Podcast, where each week we break down one theological question and dive into what that really means for us in our faith. I'm one of the hosts, David, joined by my co-host Lindsay.
1: What's up, everyone?
0: And today with Pastor Kerry. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? so glad you're here.
1: Yeah, we're so excited that y'all are joining us. Um, maybe this is your first time listening. Someone just texted this to you and you were bored and had a couple extra minutes. We're so glad you're joining us. Um, the point of this podcast is really to help you take a step forward and help start to answer some questions that you may have. And so maybe you're spiritually curious and you kind of are wondering about this whole Christianity God thing. Maybe you have recently developed decided to follow Jesus, or maybe you've been walking with God a long time. Wherever you're at in that spiritual journey, we hope that this podcast helps you take a step forward and helps you evaluate um, and answer some questions that you guys could have.
0: Absolutely. Let's get started. Let's get started. Let's get into it. Let's do it. (laughs) For those of you that casually tuned in, you might be upset. But what is confession and repentance?
1: Ooh, those are some Mm -hmm. big, such light topics, light, (laughs) light words. I thought we were going to talk about the cereal debate again. This is going to be a running thing.
2: We keep trying. We keep trying. Uh, You know, I, I think one of the reasons this question comes up is, especially this word confession. Uh, Anyone that grew up with a Catholic. Background and understanding, like they have a perspective of I go to confession. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's funny, as a pastor, I've had people so often want to come quote confess (laughs) and and dump out to me. And as Protestants, we don't see this quite the same uh, as our Catholic brothers and sisters do. How do you handle that? Do you let them talk or do you say, whoa, 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 whoa? (laughs) I go into probably a lot of what we're going to talk about today.
1: Perfect. Um oh yeah I think I think when we we need to start at the beginning which is let's just define mm-hmm. what is confession what is repentance, then we can get maybe into some of the implications and applications. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. So confession, uh, straightforward. It's I'm telling you something that I've done. Uh, So in this context, it would be I'm confessing to God my sin, what I've done. And if you have some questions about sin, we've talked about that on some previous podcasts. So uh, we encourage you to go kind of catch up on that. But it's really... Coming clean. It's a it's a stating here, I understand my offense. And uh, David, uh, King David in the old testament, we see him do this a lot in the Psalms. He will a come. Lot. Yeah, he
1: sinned so a lot. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
2: so he'll come forward and he will confess. He'll he'll say to God, Hey God, I recognize what I've done. And so it's really essential to recognize what we've done from a confession standpoint to be able to do the second part, which is repentance. And, and I think a lot of times we hear that word repentance and we think of people standing on the street corner, Mm. uh, with signs that say turn or burn and, uh, and have a really kind of condemning view of this, but repentance, it's funny. We think of maybe that turn or burn, the word repentance actually means to turn away. And so, Scripturally, what we understand is that we confess to God. We we identify, hey, God, I know my offense against you, and I choose to actively turn away from that from that offense. And so that would kind of be like a starting point from a definition of confession in repentance. But there's also two parts of this. One is sin, as in salvation. And so before I have a relationship with God, I'm separated from him by sin. And so we recognize that as becoming a follower of Jesus, one of the things I'm doing is I'm confessing my need for a Savior. I'm confessing I am a sinner. I'm identifying that, and I'm then saying, Jesus, I turn from sin to put my trust in you as my Savior as opposed to myself. As my savior, but then Qu- it
1: doesn't stop there. You know, it's like That's there's right. that initial okay. I'm getting into a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I've confessed. I've repented, um, but it's something we continue to do because we do continue to sin. Sure, I mean, some of us more than others.
0: Right. No, after I after <laughs> I became baptized, I stopped that day. So, uh. <laughs> really? Tell, <laughs> tell, so what's tell more. <laughs> what's your secret? That's why we're all here today, David. <laughs> We don't have enough time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I kind of struggle with that idea, too. It's like uh, you talked a little bit about um, salvation versus sanctification. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, And so really that's what this thing comes to. So a lot of scripture is dealing in dealing with confession. Repentance is dealing with the salvation of my soul. So have I confessed? Have I confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior and my need for him? But then we also see this popping up in some New Testament passages that have our author speaking to people who are already Christians. So uh, John, uh, who was one of Jesus's first followers, James, who specifically was Jesus's brother, who didn't follow Jesus, but then began following Jesus after the resurrection correction, and he had been convinced of of what happened, they begin to uh, continue this idea of repentance that, uh, yes, even though we've been, quote, saved from sin, we still experience sin in this world. And I still have a temptation, um, and we can get into a whole episode on the devil, Satan, the enemy, however we want to talk about that. Uh, But there is this sense of, as a person, I still sin, even though I have my salvation. And so these writers, John, James especially, they get into this perspective that we still have a repenting that happens that brings us into closer relationship with Jesus and who God desires us to be. And and David, you mentioned the salvation versus sanctification there we see as Christians who've already placed our trust in Jesus, it's sanctification then that repentance is being used for. And sanctification is simply a fancy Christian word that means being transformed into the likeness of Jesus. Mm. And that's what, as followers of Jesus, we believe after we've placed our trust in Christ, the Holy Spirit is now in a process of transforming us back into our original creation, our original image, which was the image of Christ.
0: You said something really important when we were having a conversation about this initially, and I, I just think that it was so worth mentioning is the idea of um, <laughs> my initial thought was, you know, when when you confess, it's saying I did something wrong, but then repenting is me changing the way I do things. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I thought that that was really impactful. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about how you sort of uh, shifted... My viewpoint on that a little bit, yeah. Because,
1: I mean, it's like you really can't have one without the other. Yeah. Because, you know, if you confess, you just say, hey, I'm sorry I did that, Mm -hmm. and continue la-da-da on your way. Or if you're like, I'm never going to do that again, but you don't take time to kind of recognize and confess Mm -hmm. to Jesus. You know, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: a lot of times that's what happens is uh, we we kind of can look at it like this. I've got a bucket, and I'm filling it up with sin during the week. And, and a lot of times Christians will uh, treat it this way. Uh, some of our Catholic friends will take that sin bucket into a confessional booth. They'll dump it out on the priest. They'll walk out uh, with a bunch of feel-good feelings, and then they'll go out, and then they'll start filling the sin bucket up again for us as protestants a lot of times what we do is we bring that sin bucket into the church we empty it out at a worship service and then we expect for the quote church service to fill that up with good feelings and so if one of those transactions doesn't happen we feel kind of this gap of okay, I'm not getting my needs met and all of that. But but that's not the point of repentance. The point of repentance is transformation, mm-hmm. that I would walk away from that. And so that's where that turn away comes from. And one of the things that I find that tends to keep us trapped in a cycle of sin is that we might just confess. We might just say, oh, i'm so I recognize I did this, I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry, and we try in our own flesh to say, I'm not going to do that again. We try and have this kind of reformation of the heart through behavior modification. The only thing is our nature is sinful, so yeah. uh, we can try and try and try and try, and maybe you're listening and you've experienced this i I think probably every Christian has experienced this at some point. You sin, you recognize. That's not what I really want, uh, but somehow I still chose that. Anyway, on my own, I can't actually do this, and so you need help. You need the Holy Spirit. Uh, and Paul, the Apostle Paul, talks about this. Uh, he says, "I I know what I should do, and yet I choose to do what I shouldn't do. And even when I shouldn't do it, then I choose to do that." And so he gets into this whole <laughs> confusing statement. Like, he like, gets me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> what are you talking about here? But but it, it really gets to sometimes. what we can have a tendency to do with just confession is we're so focused on the sin that we don't recognize what God really wants for us is to not be trapped in sin. He wants us to be with Jesus. Mm. And so we have to turn away from the sin to Jesus. You have to have something that you're turning your attention to in order to be moving away from that sin. And so a lot of times what will happen is uh, you've got this sin in your mind, and you're like, I'm not going to do this. And so what do you do? You spend all of your time thinking, okay, don't lust, don't lust, don't lust, don't lust. What are you thinking about when I say that? Lust lust so so we are in essence then trapping ourselves back into a pattern of that sin whereas repentance is a let's focus on jesus and how jesus through the power of the holy spirit can break the 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 chain that that sin might have on our lives and so if i spend my time focused on the sin i'm pointing in the direction of the sin I have to turn away from that to be focused on Jesus.
0: That's a great point. And do you think that that's where feelings of, like, shame and guilt come from, is that when we focus on the sin over and over and over again, that then we feel shame because we feel like we should be better than this? Or Yeah,
1: I mean, to me, it's like there's one of those misconceptions about Christianity is that God just has a list of do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think to the outside world, it's like, okay, don't have sex before marriage, Mm -hmm. don't get drunk, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't murder. Um, And we agree with a lot of them, but there's some where like, well, God's just keeping the fun from me. Um, But I think it's like, Pastor Carrie, you're saying, like it's not that God is saying, you know, you can't do all these fun things. He's saying, hey, just keep your eyes on me. That is the mm-hmm. best place for your heart to be settled. Right. Um, but yeah, I think in what you're talking about with that shame and and guilt, um, there is some of that. And I think that happens when we continue to keep our eyes on the sin we've done. Yeah. When mm-hmm. we refuse to not confess, but to truly repent means to mm-hmm. take our eyes off of that I think sometimes when you know I I'm a type one everything type a everything perfectionist to a fault and so when I mess up it's so easy for me to feel like okay I really need to punish myself like this was a really bad sin versus Mm -hmm. this one wasn't so much but this one like man I know God forgives me but like I haven't forgiven myself yet and so I'm gonna let myself suffer and and continue to berate myself with I shouldn't have done that shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have done that and I think that's where that shame and guilt God's like I already forgave you like what are mm-hmm. you still doing there Yeah,
0: so in that instance when it's like that when you when you can't turn away and let go yourself has is there like a completion to repentance You know what I mean Like
2: no I think I
0: this I think is one of the
2: detriments of the Western Church. Uh, a lot of Western churches right now is we have so tied confession to the Catholic confession booth and repentance to the crazy guy on the street corner that we've said we want nothing to do with those when those are very biblical disciplines. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we talk about the importance of reading our Bible. We talk about the importance of praying. Uh, we talk about fasting. like Worshiping. Right. There are yeah. these spiritual disciplines we have. Confession and repentance, they should be part of that natural rhythm. Because if we're not doing that, we're not recognizing, hey, there's a part of me that's still trying to choose not God. Mm. Because ultimately, that that's what sin is. Sin is uh, I have a choice. And one choice is I choose God. One choice is I choose not God. And anytime I choose not God, I'm in sin at that point. I'm trying to choose my own way, trust my own way, uh, make my own path. And what I'm doing is I'm establishing myself as God over God. And so, so that's really what sin is. And so what, what we're really wanting to see happen and what I think God really wants for us is he knows that he has a way that he's designed life. There's an expressed intent and will that God has in creating us, creating the world we're in, creating the life that we have. He knows best how to use it. And sometimes what we like to do is we like to say, oh, you know, sin is is often the distance here. And we might ask the question, well, how close can I get to that without sinning? Mm. And, And essentially what we're asking there is, can I sin? We're asking, can I go and actually sin? And God's not saying, Hey, I'm trying to keep something from you. He's saying, No, no, no. I have something even more for you. That sin may seem really like desirous and, and like really awesome, but but I have something that in the long run is even better for you. And so I want to keep you from that sin so that you can actually receive what it is that God has for you.
0: That's great.
1: Yeah, I remember in high school, speaking of kind of like going up to that line, like I remember, you know, in high school, you're starting to date, all those fun things, everyone's cute. Um, But I remember like asking my small group leader at the time, you know, like, so how far can you go with your boyfriend and it still be okay? And she was like, you know, instead of that question, I think the question should be like, How pure can you be with your boyfriend? Like we just we go to like how how drunk can I get without it being sinful? Rather than like how sober can I stay? And so I think in the same way, it's like we just even in those questions, like we have this assumption that God's holding something back, and I want to get as close to it without.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and there are a couple. You know, there are a couple passages uh, that I thought about that that I want to just highlight for us as far as you know why confession repentance that kind of thing one is from James 5:16 he says therefore concept, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed god wants us, our hearts to be healed he recognizes we have a brokenness there and oftentimes where we feel that wound it's our own doing it's our own choice to keep in sin again and again and again. And well, before
1: you get to the other one, I okay. already have a question on yeah, that yeah. one. So, so this kind of brings up the point that David and I were chatting about a little bit earlier, was just kind of, you know, when it says confess your sins to each other mm-hmm. and pray for each other. So, so far we've only been talking about confessing to God. Do I now have to go tell all my friends, like, all my sin? And what is that I look would say
2: like? you don't have to tell all your friends all your <laughs> sins here's what James is
1: is the appropriate
2: here's what James is talking about he he's recognizing he's sending a letter to the church that's dispersed and he's, he's recognizing that the church uh, is the body of Christ. Paul would talk about this. The church is the body of Christ. Uh, we, we have another podcast episode. We talked about starving children in Africa and all this. And I know it wasn't on that one, but to me there is something so rich and profound in that and recognizing that the church is the representative of God here on this earth. And so when I am in tight community with other Christians, that's the church. We sometimes can think about the church being a building that we go to or a church service, that kind of, that's not the church. The church is the people who claim Christ and proclaim Christ to the world. And so what I'm doing in confessing to one another and what James is really encouraging us there is saying, see each other as the body of Christ and let that healing come from doing that. And I would say if there's someone that I've sinned against, yeah, absolutely. I need to give that other person the opportunity. It, it's for me, yes. I need to repent to turn away, but I need to give that other person the opportunity to offer forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful weapons that Christians have in the world, and when we give people the opportunity to exercise that weapon, people who don't know Jesus they get to see a life that is different. That People quite honestly will look at it and say, the only way someone could forgive that is if they had the power of the Holy Spirit helping them to forgive that.
0: That was my very next question. Like, I was like, but what if you sin against somebody? Should you, do you have to confess that in order to be fully forgiven? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) in a way.
2: (laughs) I would say, uh, so right there, I think that's really important that you brought that up. I think that's mixing of the two types of repentance. Mm. You are already for the person who has claimed Christ, Mm -hmm. you are already fully forgiven Mm -hmm. and assured of your eternal salvation. So, So, if you like miss confessing to someone or repenting that kind of thing, and you've already proclaimed the name of Jesus, you are not losing your salvation, okay? That's not happening, however. You are pressing pause on the sanctification process that we talked about earlier and being transformed more into the likeness of Jesus. And what you're missing out on there, it's not a punishment. It's a you are missing out on a life that's full. You're missing out on a life of freedom, on a life that's overflowing with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, which we recognize are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That's great.
1: So, when it comes to confession and repentance, um, going a little bit of a different direction, do you think that we need to confess each individual sin? Like what if we forget one um, at the end of the day when we're saying our prayers and we're like, I'm sorry for, I know I did this, I know I did this, but there's three others we forgot about. Are we not forgiven for those? Absolutely not.
0: Oh, sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that comes back to the whole, what what are we looking for? Are we looking for salvation or sanctification? Mm. I would say if you've forgotten something, then it's very likely, guess what? You're going to come back to that.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Right? Like, like if there's a sin and, and I've not had some confession and repentance, I've not really taken an intimate journey with God to receive what James talked about, which is healing. And, and so the other passage that I, I wanted to hit there was Acts 3.19. Uh says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing— may come from the Lord. And so you're missing out on the refreshing, on the healing that God wants to provide. And so I wouldn't think of it in a legalistic standpoint of, did I hit every single sin? Did I get everything in there? I would think of it more relationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have someone that you have something, some some beef with, some inner tension there, does that ever resolve if you don't talk about it?
0: Never. Never, yeah. never,
2: right? It just right. kind of hangs out there. And so it really, to to me, I think we have to see this more as an opportunity to say, hey, the Lord has some refreshing he wants to do. There's some healing he desires to do. Uh, and, and I do think we live in a culture and a day and age where we run from this. Absolutely. We say, hey, I'm going to just unfriend you. I stop following you on Instagram. Uh, I I just move or or something like that. And we don't really deal with that. And what what can happen then is it can come into other relationships because we haven't experienced that healing and refreshing.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say that, especially before this past few years when I have felt that sort of refreshing in my life, When it came to sin, I would kind of make excuses. Like, that's really not that bad. Or maybe that's just, it's just. It's only affecting me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not hurting anyone doing Mm -hmm. that. It's just, it's just me. And I've noticed that as I have sort of started to draw nearer to God, those sins have become more obvious Mm. and less and less because Mm -hmm. I'm recognizing that even if it doesn't hurt anyone else, I am it creates that wedge between what that relationship with God could really look mm-hmm. like. And that has been a huge life-changing sort of thing for me that I haven't really been able to put into words. Yeah. And, but well, you're, you're, st- you say that. You're so stepping
2: more into what he has for you. Yeah. And that's what sanctification really is. It's me saying, I want more of what God wants for me. Yeah. And, Holy Spirit, I know I can't get there on my own. I need your help to to actually journey that out and get there. And it's a
0: beautiful I mean it's a beautiful it thing. It is. Yeah. It
2: really really is. It's a
1: really hard, but is. beautiful thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, as we close out our time, I kind of want to leave us kind of with your What you were just saying, David, but also, Pastor Carrie, what you were sharing earlier, that confession and repentance, while we don't talk about them a ton, they should be and can be a part of our regular rhythm in our relationship with Jesus in the same way that we pursue reading the Bible, the same way that we pursue community and worship. (laughs) um, What if confession and repentance were to be part of that regular rhythm? How much more would we begin to remove that wedge between our relationship with us and God?
0: And not a dreaded thing. Like it doesn't have to be a yeah. thing we dread, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah, but a time to, you know, take Connect. a yeah, true look at ourselves yeah. and a look at Jesus yeah. and become more like him. I yeah. think that's beautiful.
2: God wants more for you than you will ever want for yourself. Mm-hmm. That is a promise you can you can come back to time mm.
0: and time again. I smell a future series.
1: Ooh, <laughs> that sounds great. Um, well, you guys, thanks for joining us. Pastor Kerry, David, always a pleasure to have it's y'all. Yeah. If y'all have any questions, I know I have a couple more questions that have come out of this conversation. If y'all have some, be sure to just email them to onequestion at beachchurchjacks.com. We'd love to hear from y'all. Um, we'll see y'all next week. Bye, guys. What's up everyone? And hey, today with Pastor
0: Kerry. What's up, man? Hey, what's up guys?
1: So glad you're here. Yeah, we're so excited that y'all are joining us.